Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after a very active Hollywood Casino 400. Many words can be used to describe what we witnessed on Sunday, but at day's end, it was Tyler Reddick celebrating his first playoff win of 2023. Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick, the playoff race winners as we head into the Bass Pro Shops night race Saturday night at Bristol Motor Speedway. This week also will begin the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. They get underway Friday night at Bristol Motor Speedway. This week, it was NASCAR Xfinity Series Playoffs Media Day, and we want to bring you a couple of drivers that we had the opportunity to spend time with. And we're going to visit both ends of the spectrum. Let's let's visit the winning end of the spectrum first, and a driver that has won twice so far this year. Won the first time at Charlotte Motor Speedway back in May. Also won at Daytona earlier this year. 
Justin Allgaier enters the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs, seated third, 20 points above the cut as we head into Thunder Valley this Friday night. Chris Wilner had a chance to visit with Lil Gator as he embarks upon another quest to become the 2023 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. Justin Allgaier, third seed in the playoffs, your eighth playoff appearance. It's hard to believe time's flown by so fast, but where would you assess the seven team as we get set to go racing at Bristol? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, it's it's it seems like year in and year out we've been obviously fortunate enough to put ourselves in position to go, you know, start these playoffs and to, to have a shot at going for a championship when it's all said and done. Um, but this year just feels different. You know, I feel like... Um, all your failures kind of culminate and you, and you you start learning and you pick apart and you know I feel like for us we've we've never really peaked at the right time we've always kind of peaked before the playoffs and you come into the playoffs and you just go man I wish we had some of that speed we had in the middle of summer I feel like this year's been a little bit different we've we've managed expectations we've we've done a better job we've we've made a lot of mistakes um, which makes it feel probably a little bit worse than what it what it really is but I feel like we've we've done a really good job of, of building race cars and building equipment and putting ourselves in in the right spot to, to go into these playoffs with a lot of success and and um, you know the, I think that the schedule of races really suits not only our seven car but everybody at junior motorsports. I feel like the, these you know first handful of races really are, are great for our organization. So I'm excited. Um, you know I, I think that. You know, for us, the sky's the limit. We got a lot of great competitors that we're battling against, but I feel like our team has done done all the things, and we've dotted all of our I's and crossed all of our T's, and we're ready to go. Speaking of competitors, it seems like the last couple of years in this postseason, there's kind of like a big two, and then there's you right there competing for, for a championship. You know, this year it's Austin Hill and John Hunter. Last year you had Ty Gibbs and Noah. They even had Briscoe, you know, the year before. What is it, maybe, if you size up the competition, where do you see yourself in terms of able to attack those two for the for the championship? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, speed-wise, I think we're more than capable. Um, this year has been too many mistakes on, on my part and just in general. Um, you know, I feel like we've we've given a decent number of races away to the, especially those two, but, but really just in general. So, I mean... They both have speed. They've both, obviously, their race teams have done a fantastic job. But I, I do still feel like we're, if we put all the pieces of the puzzles together, I still feel like we're the best team um, that we need to be to, to go into these playoffs and, and attack. And, you know, ideally you go out and you win win a couple right off the bat and, and you know, put yourselves in a really good position. But but either way, we're going to go out there and execute, no mistakes, and, and you know, hopefully we can see where that puts us at. By far the most experienced playoff driver is yourself coming into this. Does do you use that experience, the eight, you know, seven previous appearances in the postseason? How has that helped you figure out, okay, I gotta do this to get out of this round and then move on? I don't know that it does, to be honest with you. You know, I think every year we go into these playoffs and we've talked about it in the past, but they each have their own life, right? They each are different. It seems like for whatever reason, every time we go into the playoffs, you're never really sure what to expect. The races have changed, right? So this year there's a lot of unknowns on what the schedule looks like. But but when it's all said and done, I think you just have to go out there and you have to execute and you have to be mindful of stage points. You have to be mindful of race wins. You know, you got to do all the things right. 
if you are on a wrecker or if you're in the garage, it's not going to go well. And I think for us, that's that's the key to these playoffs is go out and just do our thing and, and know that we have the speed to win races. Pretty special every year. Your daughter Harper gets to design your helmet. This one was just revealed this week uh, with the message, it's your turn. Go get that trophy. Do you feel like this is your year? I'm sure you're probably tired <laughs> of being asked about when are you winning a championship, but how does this year feel going into it? I feel like we've given up plenty of championships to, to get to this point, and that's disappointing, right? But what's interesting to me is, is like you don't realize the effects of all of that until you see your 10-year-old daughter right on the back of your helmet at your turn, right? That's exciting, but yet also disappointing in some ways, right? Because even she understands the, the magnitude and, and what this would mean to me. Um, you know, it's always fun getting the helmet from her and to watch her mindset and thought process through all of these. And then, you know, to watch the video, you know, to... to you know, a lot of folks don't know that the, the video is I don't get to watch any of the process. She gives me the helmet and then I have to go back and watch the video to see how she got to where she we ended up and to see, you know, her grab a paint gun and an airbrush and to do the things that she does. I mean, that's just it's unbelievable and it's special. So, you know, there's nothing more than I want than to get her helmet in victory lane and to get her helmet on the stage for winning a championship. What I can tell you is, is that if we if we are on the stage at Phoenix um, that helmet will be front and center, and it will forever live front and center. Um, it's beautiful. It looks great. She did an awesome job, and I'm excited to uh, to try to go win, get wins in it for her. Just overall, where would you evaluate? Where is the Xfinity Series at right now? Just in terms of your career, it feels like now is probably the hardest time, hardest you know chances to win. It's like the t- level of competition is just so high. So where would you see the series at right now? It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm being perfectly honest. You know, every year the young generation of drivers that are coming up, the resources and tools that they have to learn, um, they jump in a seat and they're ultra successful right out of the box. I feel like the amount of quality cars has gone up significantly in the Xfinity Series. I mean, I, I look and there's you know 15, 15 or 20 race cars every week that you can't count them out. You know, you know they have the opportunity to win races, and and you look at some of the cars that missed the playoffs this year ultra successful ultra you know competitive race cars that that aren't going to make it um that's tough that's difficult and um you know i look at the the competition that we're up against man i i'm not counting any of them out any any one of the other 11 drivers could go out there week in and week out and win a race and and they're gonna they're gonna go do that and now we just got to manage it finally partnerships are huge in the sport and brant's been with you for a long time uh, is there still aspirations to get in a cup seat, uh, and especially bring a company like Brandt with you to that? Is that something you're still shooting for? You know, honestly, it's it's an interesting question. Um, for me, I still have aspirations of going to the cup side and, and, you know, doing things that I've not been able to do, right? But to do that, you're going to have to be in a high-level car and, and, and have an, a great opportunity. You know, one of the things that I has been very interesting with my relationship with Brand is you're right. They've been a number of years of, of being a, a supporter of mine and, and a huge part of the reason that I'm here and, and successful to this day. Um, but for them, the Cup Series doesn't necessarily um, fit their business model nearly as much as the Xfinity Series does. And I know a lot of people may not understand that from the surface, right? Because obviously the Cup Series has a lot a lot of eyes on it and it's a, and it's a different uh, scenario than what we have in the Xfinity Series. But you know, one of the things that I love about Brandt and, and their continuation of, of supporting our sport is the hospitality aspect of it and the people that they bring to the racetrack. And they do such an amazing job of bringing customers and employees and bringing them to the racetrack. And um, 
you know, it's 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 a great fit. And and the relationship that we have at Junior Motorsports, they it's a family owned business and with a family owned business. I mean it just there's so many synergies that, that really make where we're at so great for them. And so, you know, I don't know what the future looks like, but uh, you know, I couldn't be more thankful of Rick Brand and, and Miss Evelyn and everybody at, at Brenton Professional Agriculture, you know, what they do for, for not only myself, but for the sport. I mean, uh, grassroots racing, they're, they're, they're constantly branching out and doing a lot for our sport. And um, biggest thing, though, is supporting the, the agriculture industry and being somebody that really is, a, is an innovator in the agriculture industry. That's, that's really special for me. Thank you, Chris. Now let's transition to the other end of the spectrum, a driver winless so far in 2023. We're speaking of Daniel Hembrick. He's had a couple of races slip away. That team has had its challenges, but they have performed consistently enough to be one of the 12 playoff teams that will enter these playoffs Friday night. Daniel winless so far in the regular season, and he comes in five points below the cut line, trying to get a win, trying to get enough points to advance to the next round and try to stake his claim to the 2023 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Kim Kuhn had a chance to visit with Daniel earlier this week. Compare year two at Colleague from year one. Well, compare year two to year one. Um, I feel like at Colleague, you know, in general, obviously our company is bigger and it's growing and, and uh, you know, a lot of resources going a lot of different places between our cup side and our Xfinity side, but, you know, I still look at it within things that I can control and we can control as an organization. Like, as a driver, I feel like I've, I've done a lot better job of, of finishing the weekends. Um, um, but we've had some things just take out these races that that you know quite bluntly have beat ourselves um, parts wise and and some things but the encouraging part is I know whenever we do put it together we, we have as good of a shot as anybody um, you know obviously we got to find a little more speed um, now in year two I feel like in year one there was times like we may have had speed to actually compete at certain areas um we've kind of flipped some of those racetracks and now we're lacking in the other ones so um but the grand scheme of things is just you're more comfortable you understand the people you know the people you know some tendencies uh the process of, of preparation i feel like is just a little more fluid and uh when you have that that kind of automaticity to the weekend right it kind of makes you feel like you're prepared and and uh, you're up for whatever gets thrown at you you're the only past champion in the playoff field this That's year. That's a good little does, Larry. Who does says that? that Larry McNugget? Is he the one that says that usually? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- does that mean anything? Uh, I mean, it's it's cool. I get this fancy patch on my suit, mm-hmm. uh, but I, didn't, I was not aware of that stat. Um, I mean, listen, you, you can't write off the fact that, you know, doing it once and going through the process and coming out on the top of it means something, but I feel like the ones that I didn't win mean more um, as far as, the growth um, inside the race car and outside, uh, 2017, 2018. And, um, yeah, they all have a, a different special place in my heart. For a while you were flirting with the bubble, and then you made the playoffs fairly comfortably. Where do you feel like your team stands right now? I feel like I feel like we are a legitimate fifth to seventh place on speed every week. Um, and I answer that way because I feel like that's, that's where the root's at. Um, I feel like our execution, when everything stays together and I keep my head screwed on straight, I feel like I feel like we can go run inside the top five and finish in the top five at least um, when the dust settles each and every weekend. Is that going to be enough? Who knows? All these playoff runs take kind of their own shape, uh, but I don't think it's 
with coincidence that every year for the last five, six, seven years within the playoff format that it takes a it takes a roughly a, a very similar average finish to make certain rounds. It takes a takes a average point um, accumulation to make certain rounds, and I know this team's capable of reaching those targets. Um, but we got to go do our jobs. How frustrating has it been not being able to find victory lane with colleague? Uh, you know, I haven't let it keep me up at night, um, but in the moment it's tough, right? Because you, you, that's what you're hired to do, right, wrong, or indifferent, right? My crew chiefs are hired to bring fast race cars and, and build great teams, and, and uh, the drivers hired to, no matter what, no excuses, go get the job done. And haven't done that, but I look forward to the opportunity day in and day out. That's why I keep working. Is the most important thing in Bristol to survive? I mean, I think it kind of goes without saying yes, okay. um, but my mindset going in there is not, hey, I got to go survive. That's not what's in my mind. It's you go have your best day. You do that, you lay your head down at night, you did all you can do. And how do you have a good day at Bristol? What's the key to being good there? Uh, to me, just having a racetrack that's versatile. Um, you know, the bottom's going to be what where you take off at in practice and your, your balance is going to change a lot as rubber builds and it moves up the racetrack and you got a race car that can that can cut maneuver and still maintain enough rear stability to do those things um yeah i felt like we actually had had a decent car there last year i think we, we have a good direction this year to build on it and it's interesting now because you only run there once a year right so um for whatever reason bristol i think bristol and martins will both kind of fall in its category like you're you're tested tried and true what if you can get a good package it can go there and be good you know for multiple years especially when you only go once a year um so we look forward to putting that in motion it's been rumored that you're going to go back to the cup series what have those discussions been like and how big of a goal is it to get back there yeah i mean i said it day one um not only when i lost my cup during 2019 and had to go through this whole rebuild process of part-time extended racing to getting the shot at jgr to you know everybody knows the story um but when Matt Colley, Chris Rice sat me down at 21, it was with a goal and a vision that they had for 2024, 5, and beyond. Um, as much as I needed a race car to go drive in 2022, I wasn't making a decision then based on, hey, I want to run Xfinity for the rest of my life. And, and I said earlier this week that nothing was nothing was promised to me, um, but I knew that with where their vision was, that there could be opportunity for growth. And and that's what I was that's what I was signing on the college race for was the chance, right? It's all you can ask for is an opportunity and and yeah, I'm not sure how it's gonna shake out yet, but I feel like, you know, taking that leap of faith and, and at some point you gotta bridge the gap and give yourself a chance and me taking that chance is what's led me to be a part of those conversations, which I'm thankful for. And finally, what does your team need to do to get to Phoenix? We just gotta execute. We gotta execute a little bit of pace here and there would be nice to find. Um but I mean it when I say if we, if we do our jobs, like we can get there, but we got to go do our jobs. So there you have it. Two of the 12 drivers that will race for the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship. And here's how they break down going in. You got John Hunter Nemechek, the number one seed. Austin Hill will enter second as the regular season champion. He is 33 points above the cut. He'll start the playoffs 10 points behind John Hunter. Third, Justin Allgaier, 20 points above the cut line. Cole Custer will start fourth. He's 11 points above. Sam Mayer, your fifth seed. He is nine points above the cut line. With Chandler Smith and Josh Berry tied for sixth, they are three above. Sheldon Creed, he will start in the eighth seed and two points above the playoff cutoff line. On the outside, looking in as we get going Friday at Bristol, 
You got Sammy Smith and Jeb Burton in ninth and 10th. They are out by two. Daniel Hemrick out by five in 11th. And then Parker Kligerman out by six as we start the playoffs Friday night at Bristol Motor Speedway. Let's transition back to the NASCAR Cup Series and what the odds are for the Bass Pro Shops night race under the lights at Bristol. And that's where we bring in producer Trey as we check the pulse of Las Vegas. Trey, how are things looking so far for Bristol from the odds perspective? Man, Mike, Bristol is going to be a hard one to predict. I'm trying to keep this streak going. I had Larson at Darlington, Reddick at Kansas. Let's see if we can keep it going. Let's talk about the favorites first. Kyle Larson is the betting favorite. He is at plus 550 to win on Saturday night at Bristol. He won there a couple years ago. William Byron is the second favorite. He had third place finish there last year. He is plus 750. And then also at plus 750 is Denny Hamlin. For my pick, though, I'm going with the guy who I think can get his first ever Bristol win. The regular season champion, Martin Truex Jr. Now, if you look at Truex's Bristol stats, they are not that great. But I just find it hard to believe that the regular season champion is going to go out in the first round. He is below the cut line in 13th right now. I think that team is going to be very motivated. And it's hard to gauge what we're going to get here because this doesn't have the same short track package that we've seen at your Martinsville and your Richmond's, but it does have the same package and is probably most similar to what we saw at Dover earlier this year. Truex won and was the fastest guy all day. So I think that Truex can pull it off and advance to the next round and keep and resubmit himself as a championship favorite. He's 14 to one, two long shots that I like that could pull off an upset this weekend. One is Eric Almarola. That is, team Stuart Haas Racing has had more speed at short tracks than anywhere else Almirola sat on the pole last year led some laps before going down with some mechanical trouble Almirola 90 to 1 and then the other one it might be the best track on the circuit for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and he's 22 points below the cut line doesn't necessarily need to win but a a win would get him into the next round Stenhouse is 100 to 1 to win so those are two long shots worth looking at I mean last year Chris Buescher was a long shot and won without being in the playoffs but Martin Truex Jr. I think gets his first win at Bristol and turns his Bristol woes around and his playoff woes around on Saturday night I'm sure that uh, they would love to do that because I agree. It would be hard to believe that Martin Truex Jr., after claiming the regular season title, would be one of the drivers booted out uh, at the end of the round of 16. We'll all find out together. This week's Xfinity and Cup broadcasting responsibilities will fall to the Performance Racing Network. We, however, will be with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series for the race at Bristol. It happens tonight. It's the UNOH 200. It is the round of eight for the tough trucks of NASCAR. And if the playoff driver wins Thursday night, tonight, it will be on to the championship four race at Phoenix. So be sure to tune in for that. The UNOH 200 coming up tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Don't forget NASCAR Live Tuesday at 7. And, of course, another episode of NASCAR Live Wide Open will be available for download next Thursday. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Enjoy your Bristol Racing Weekend, and we will chat with you again next week right here on the Motor Racing Network and NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. 
Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. 